Welcome into Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Michael Smith. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Jared Williams. A little bit of a different show today. As you may know, Noah was involved in a Lyme accident a couple weeks ago, suffered a concussion. He was able to fight through it last week and was bravely on the show. This week, however, it's worsened and he's not able to go today. So, Noah, if you're listening, bud, rest up and get better. No guest is... <laughs> yeah, that might have been a problem. I think we could have handled it. Um... But no guests as well today, so it's just me and Jared. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. How you doing, Jared? Doing good. My mic is again not His mic is not working, so let's get mic three on here. Hey, there we go. And there oh it my is. goodness. Now we can hear Jared's voice. It's a little loud. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I actually uh I got a pretty big migraine right now. So <laughs> did Noah wear off on no, you? Yeah. <laughs> He infected me. What is going on right head now? Injury. Thanks, least, Noah. It would have been tough if it was just me. I, I think that would have been better, honestly. Really? Would have been like you think the, so? the Dan Patrick show or something. You just <laughs> talk. Sure. They appreciate You're a big docker. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up. Also, quick shout out to Joshua Summers. Thanks for tuning in, bud. Appreciate it. He's probably critiquing us already. He is. Let's, for the record, say if there's any sloppiness, it's all on me. No, we're, we, we are very thankful for Noah because he's always on this side of the of the station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's able to work the mics and such. Yeah. So Same with Sam that one time. Working out the kinks right now. We're just so here. We're giving it a fun. shot. Coming up, big-time player injury updates, including Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, Devontae Adams, and others. Why you should be buying two stud receivers already this year. A breakout Ooh. tight end this week in Carolina, and much, much more on Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. Enjoy the show. Genuinely don't know. And we're back. Before before we get into any fantasy football, we are students at the University of Texas, unfortunately at this moment. Let's talk some Texas football. Tough weekend. Tough Saturday against TCU. Horns did not bring it home. In fact, they lost 37-27 to against those Horn Frogs. That makes it even worse. It really does. To lose to a team just wearing those kind of uniforms. It was the absolute worst possible time for Sam to have the worst game of the season, potentially maybe even of his career when he threw four interceptions. Did not look like he was like he was on. Yeah. It was awful. He was not It was terrible. He was not he was not playing well. Last few weeks for me have shown that we do not have anywhere near the depth that the elite have. Because, yes, we've suffered a lot of injuries, and, yes, that's a good excuse to always pull. But teams like Alabama and Clemson go through those same injuries, but they have guys that are trained and well-developed to be able to just step in and be studs. That's why they have so many first-round picks every year, whereas we have players that, yeah, they were four-star recruits coming out of high school. They just – I don't know. I don't know whether that's on the coaches. Whether Besides it's on the our O-line, we are just it's, devastated at all positions right now. It it's very like. tough. And we can't escape injuries as our starting tight end needs ankle surgery. Mm -hmm. And could be back for a little minor things that keep building up. Stuff like Brewer, who doesn't do too much in the offense, to be quite honest. But it it doesn't matter because it's just another position that someone else is going to have to fill. Uh, Especially with the with the defense, our defense is just not looking good at all. It seems like the only person that is actually playing out there is Joseph Osai. And he's and he's, he's good. Man. He's good. I feel bad for him. He's a I mean, stud. Nobody else really cares. Well, at this I mean, point. I, I, you can't blame. De- I personally cannot blame defense at all because the offense turns it over four times. So the many defense three played and outs. well the first half when we weren't just giving the ball to TCU. But I mean, if they're constantly starting on our side of the field, there's there's not much you can do as a defense, and you're really setting yourself yourself up for failure. Which is why. I thought we were going to win this game because I thought our defense was going to play well and the offense would certainly show up, and it it didn't at all. Well, that's why I'm looking for – it was a great time for the bye week. Great time for us to not play at all. Yeah. Uh, the bad part is we got Kansas State, who actually looks like a serviceable team, <laughs> currently ranked somehow. I was just – I was not high on them at the beginning of the year, and 
you know, they, they go out and they beat OU at home. So now we get to play them at home. We have a lot of people coming back, hopefully, possibly Jordan Whittington, Caden Stearns. B.J. Foster, B.J. Foster, Overshone, Jeffrey McCulloch, like literally the entire yeah. backfield on defense should be back. Well, well, I mean, we'll see how that works out. I mean, every yeah. team in the Big Twelve is can almost beat every, everyone. I mean, you've seen Kansas State, who whole, the whole conference is beating itself up, right? And now. it's a bunch of just average to above average teams, which unfortunately I think we fall into. Yeah, but I think this these next games are going to define our program going forward because they're all potentially losable games but they're also winnable games that i think we'll be in whether it's kansas state iowa state baylor tech yeah no, those are games no that more, you can't just say no we're gonna win games. you can't just say we're gonna lose and we could wind back up in dallas even after this disappointment and on yeah. uh, on saturday but you got to win out and you got to prove that something has gone right over these last three years yeah. got to be some improvement year over year but as of right now, it's not looking good. At least we don't have a game this weekend. Yeah, have can't, a Saturday. can't lose when you don't have play. a Saturday to not worry about it. Yeah, and we got we have a home game, so this is will be pretty much the last home game for most of our seniors, seniors as in students going to the game. So that'll be fun at least. Hopefully, it's not disappointing like always. Noah is very tentative right now. He's on the dock. He is, despite the fact that we will be predicting the game next week. We'll see if he changes his prediction. Yeah. Kansas State thirty three, Texas twenty four. We'll see how that marinates Ooh, as the week progresses. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say my name. I mean, obviously not. We'll we, see. We have we'll until see we have another week. No, it's, <laughs> I guess mentally not all there. Unless he thinks he won't be here next week. Oh, Ooh, maybe not. Noah, in which we'll probably still both be here, and we could give his prediction. Yeah. Moving into real fantasy football, some fantasy news. The NFL trade deadline, as a lot of people did are you coining by, it. You come no, that by a lot of people are coining it because not not a lot happened. But in my opinion, I didn't expect all that much to happen. Everyone keeps throwing Jamal Adams' name around. I, I didn't really expect him to be moved. Melvin Gordon. Nothing. Everyone stays put. The majority of trades that occurred that have any fantasy value happened before with yeah. Emmanuel Sanders and Mohamed Sanu, things like that. Nothing really happened to really change any any team that, yeah, that it's much. All minor. It's all minor. The, I think the, the biggest takeaway, which is sad, from trade deadline day was that the Andy Dalton era in Cincinnati might be over. Oh, why is that? And that they're announcing. Well, why? that's what people would say is that <laughs> that's the Andy biggest Dalton takeaway? is the biggest headline of God. They trade they deadline. really screwed him over for no reason. It's funny because why would you wait until after the trade deadline to announce this? Well, how does that make any sense? To me, it's this funny. is literally this could be besides the Redskins and possibly the Dolphins. Although I sort of they've made some moves that are okay. This could be the worst franchise in football right now in terms of how they run their team. I like the Dolphins' current. I like their coach right of now. Of just getting as many draft picks as they can. I mean, that's something that the Bengals and the the well the Redskins, the Redskins aren't really the Redskins doing. and Bengals. Their ownership is terrible. They they need they can't make kind of any right moves. It seems like. Well, I, you kind of understand the move, but Andy Dalton's not the problem here. He's literally no. the roster is way and too and Ryan Finley's untalented. not the solution. He's not going to do anything. Do you that think Andy it Dalton impacts any Bengals value? Uh, I actually think the receivers all stay the same. Joe Mixon, I have no clue. He's kind of up and down. I, f- I feel like he has to be better than what he's done. Well, th- they gave him the ball in London against the Rams, and he actually produced in the first half. He had a touchdown and like 50 rushing yards, which is sad that that's a thing or that yeah. that's like noteworthy, <laughs> but it is. And they didn't give him the ball in the second half, so he didn't yeah. do much there. We'll see what happens with A.J. Green coming back. Uh, there's a good chance he's going to play after this bye week this week. That's we'll, the, we'll see what that's happens. That's the most noteworthy thing around the Bengals. Yeah. A.J. Green comes back, and that's and probably he, he wants a thing. contract. He wants a big contract. Cincinnati needs to move him. And if him. Cincinnati's not going to give him a big contract, someone else is going to give him a big contract. I don't know why they didn't move him. My well, they want to resign him, I think. I think and, they're going to resign him. And what's that going to do for him? Well, he said he likes living there. He likes the people. I mean, there comes a point where you're making that much money that you could just be, you like living there, you like the people, you no, want to yeah, play I for get the that. City. And it was funny, I was reading, or I was listening to someone, it might have been, I don't know who it was, but the league's gotten to the point where if a team is having a, it was in regards to Jamal Adams trade rumors. If a team is having a bad year, GMs just pick up the phone and say, "All right, these three guys are worth anything. Let's try to pluck them." And it's literally gotten to the point where, like, if you're not good this year, you should tank and you should get rid of all your assets and try to get as much draft capital as possible and like give up your only valuable things. Whereas, as opposed to like growing internally and panning on the players you have on your roster. So I think that's why Jamal Adams' name kept coming up is that the Jets aren't going to do anything this year. 
Yeah. And he's one of the lone value. Same with pieces. Le'Veon Bell. But Jets stand pat. I like that they didn't trade anybody. Yeah. It's been a, a I mean, they had Trevor Simeon starting as a quarterback. You're and there's, look, the there's, look at their schedule now. Their schedule definitely eases up. Their team that's not going to. They're definitely not making the playoffs. They're not making this noise year, this year, but they could in a year yeah. or two, something like that. Yeah, Why take all your good pieces give it time. away? Patrick Mahomes, limited in practice this week. I'm really surprised that he's actually even practiced. Yeah. He's likely to be questionable in a game time decision. I personally don't expect him to play, but. Yeah, I don't think they'll play. I mean, if he, it, you look at it, and, and if they were to rush him back, it would be a matchup like like Minnesota, where it's a you good might matchup. Lose. Yeah, yeah. And if you lose, they're five and four. Well, now. if he doesn't play, your chances of winning are, you know, pretty much nothing, in exactly. my opinion. Except you're streaming their quarterback. <laughs> Matt That's Moore. true. That is true. Matt Moore, baby. I was really surprised to see that he practiced because it was initially what I mean, he three was practicing weeks? last week too. It, Light practices, but if he was hobbling all over the field. <laughs> like they, they they said reporters couldn't film everything they especially him running I mean, but be, they filmed him handing the ball off and stuff to be fair and that's he's, how he's he's literally hobbling <laughs> to be fair that's how he's been playing yeah and that's how rogers played all of last and why year, not but, just rest him get him healthy well yeah it's not like the chiefs aren't gonna make the playoffs. right if the raiders had won and were sitting a little closer i'd yeah. be more concerned to put him in but I, I don't think they have too much concern there i don't know man raiders going on a nice three-game home stretch I, Got the Lions this week, which Noah was here, so I could uh, talk to him about how his team is going to lose again this week against the Raiders in the black hole. Beautiful game by Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr inbound. Darren Waller, two touchdowns. Hunter Renfro, one touchdown. Tyrell Williams, one touchdown. Josh Jacobs, two touchdowns. This that's week? Probably, yeah, that's probably five or six touchdowns. What, are you all going to score 70 or something? Yeah, that's, what, that's my opinion. Also a defensive touchdown, Daryl Worley, pick six. Thank you Dude, very much. Money talks. You yeah. see what Noah's saying right now on the doc? What do you put? He said, "Put some money on it." Where? Where's his writing? Right above, right under fancy news. It's highlighted. I don't know how you're missing it right now. Oh, okay. Put some money on it. I would read it out loud, but he is <laughs> using some profanity in there. Uh, I would put some money on it. Well, maybe that can happen off air. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Moving on. Consensus. I don't know. Noah's in a uh, Noah's in a tough state of mind with his concussion, so. My, we might want to let him heal up before he makes some rash decisions. All right. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> a consensus top two wide receiver going into drafts has been hurt the last few weeks. Devontae Adams limited both Wednesday and Thursday, which is extremely positive because he hasn't practiced much at all over the past few weeks, likely to return Sunday. How do you think this affects – I mean, the Packers have learned to play and actually play well without Devontae Adams – how do you think this affects the running backs? Because the running backs have become a big part of that passing offense. How do you think? How do you think this affects them going forward? Say that again. <laughs> Devonte Adams likely returning on Sunday. Yeah, okay. Packers have gotten. I know what you're saying. Have gotten Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones involved in the receiving game. Yeah. Do you think this? No. How much does this negatively impact them? Nothing. The amount they're using Aaron Jones in the passing game is just completely insane, and the amount it's working. Is insane. I completely so, agree. I don't know why they because, would move from this. Because to me, at most, Devontae Adams is taking what around average like eight eight, eight, targets. eight targets or so, and especially if he's not fully healthy, especially not this week. To me, no one outside of Devontae Adams, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones have proven that they can be a consistent pass catching threat. Jeronimo Allison and Marquez were expected to step up, and they haven't. So I see no reason why the Packers need to shy away from their running backs. And they've used a lot of two running back sets, and I really like that. So yeah. I don't think – I think if you get an owner that's scared maybe – I think Jamal Williams is a decent play going forward. Well, yeah, how much value do you put on him? Because I see him I think he's a, as I think an RB flex, too. I think he's a flex play when, he's, when they're playing teams that they take advantage Their of. offense is so high-powered right now that I don't know how you couldn't be playing both of them. I really love their offense. Their offense is good. It's Aaron Jones good. is – And it's not because the receivers. He runs so smoothly. Or the tight end. It's Aaron Rodgers and the running backs. It's the running backs and Aaron Rodgers and their offensive line. Besides that, though, we got some other injury news. Adam Thielen could be expected back this week. I think he's questionable. Got into some limited practices. Definitely lowers the value of Stephon Diggs. Miles Sanders, not expected to miss time. I absolutely love him this week. Nice RB2 or flex. Him in the passing game is just, it's too good to pass up. We can get into this a little bit. Miles Sanders or Duke Johnson this week? Duke Johnson Miles against Sanders. Jacksonville, Miles Sanders against Miles, easy Chicago. Miles Sanders. Easy. Even against Chicago. Yeah. And even Duke I don't, Johnson I mean, I don't see Miles Sanders' value coming on the ground anyways. But 
Are you not scared at all? That I'm not gets, scared of the Bears that he defense gets, anymore. Not, it's not the Bears defense. To me, it's always been Miles Sanders gets like three catches and three carries a game. Yeah. He gets absolutely no workload. Yeah. It's on him to break a 50-yard touchdown to and score. And he's been and doing that. Yeah, but can you bank on that? No. You think I mean, it's going to happen again? I Over Duke Johnson, yes. That's what I'm just really concerned about is, is Miles Sanders, is, he's a great talent, but he just hasn't gotten the workload because Jordan Howard has been there relevant for some I mean, reason. He's not a terrible guy. So Miles Sanders over Duke. Yes, I'll just, think about it. Especially PPR, half, half PPR. PPR. Yeah, I mean Duke Johnson's catching threat. Is he though? What has he done on the in in the past passing game this year? Let's look it up. Let's have a nice little experiment. While we're doing that, Sterling Shepard expected back. Big one here. James Conner is not practiced at all this week. Today's report. I don't know. Are right, you ready? We'll go a long way. Can last I last three James, games? Can I finish my James Conner bit here? No. Okay. Last three games. How many catches did Duke Johnson have? Probably the seven last three or eight. Eight. Okay. You, you know what eight divided by three is? No, it's a little bit over two. I don't. So you even said if Miles Sanders catches three passes, one of them takes it for 50. That's already more than Duke Johnson. Is it? Well, I don't know. Who scored more points last week? I don't know. Well, Miles Sanders did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, where are we going with this? Duke Johnson and Miles Sanders have both been like eight points. Back and forth. Yeah. That'll I mean, Duke get... Johnson's a little more consistent, I feel like. I agree. And that's why I, I, I flee to consistency I would still play when I don't need potentially the upside. James Conner not practiced this week, as I said. Well, if I'm Your not, team's that good? Well, I'm playing a team that might not go Ooh. off. Say his name. Who I'm you not going to say it. Who are you playing? I'm playing Quan. Quan Win, my roommate. I'll let him know you said that. I, I think he's listening You right know now. you're playing Josh Jacobs, right? Okay. Yeah, that's I'll bet on that Lions D. Well, he's also playing Peyton Barber against you. So. Perfect time with Jalen Samuels returning. If James Conner is out, Jalen Samuels, you must start. Top 10 so running back. So make sure he's owned because yep. he's been out for the last couple of weeks and didn't have a good start. He's to ready year. to go for all full he, practices he's ready. this week. Make sure he's owned. Yeah. Go get him. He's definitely owned. T.Y. Hilton, the guy who gets injured every single year and again didn't even get injured the last game, I don't think. Now expected to miss three to four weeks with a calf injury. Now, let me let me was, ask you a it question. It was in practice today. <laughs> Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, Chester Rogers. What do these three names have in common? They're pass catchers for the Colts. Exactly, but that's not what I was looking for. They have for. like less than 14 catches on here's, here. Here's what I was looking for. Irrelevant. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> All of them, irrelevant. The only people this matters to, to me, is the tight ends and Marlon Mack. But don't you think one you receiver's got to no. step up a little bit? No. I agree that it's a, it's a wait and see, and if one does well, you pick him up. If one does well, I'd put my money on Zach it's certainly I, don't, I certainly don't. I'm not speculatively adding anyone. Yeah. I mean, Zach Pascal's on, he's on punt return. Or, since it's only or three to four he's weeks. on kickoff coverage or so, whatever. Oh, coverage? <laughs> yeah. Not is return, he, my bad. Is he actually on kickoff Yes, coverage? I saw him running for a tackle. That's a versatile player, man. you got to value That's that. That's true. He's a take, yeah, real Taysom Hill. What's wrong with that? Dwayne Haskins slated to start against the Bills. Uh, you know, if you if you have the Bills defense, fire them up. If they're you fire I, they would already up. be in your roster or in your yeah. starting line. They got a good defense already. Now they're playing Dwayne Haskins, who I proclaimed last week as a bust. Josh Gordon claimed by the Seahawks. He's moving to Seattle. Not playing this week. Playing next week. Where do we where do we see the value of? This is tough. I, I don't know. The Seahawks love to run the ball, and when they throw it, they don't. They're not very conventional. When Will Disley was healthy, they they designed more plays for Will Disley than their top pass catcher and Tyler Lockett. I, I certainly, I think Josh Gordon can carve out a consistent role in this offense because he's that talented. I just, I don't, I don't trust the man. He's never been able to stay on a roster, whether it's an injury, whether it's another concern. I. You definitely have to own him, yeah, and see how it how it goes. But I don't think you have to start him the first week he's active for Seattle. Yeah, I mean, if if we're thinking about it, I know Noah said this too. The only people this detracts from, in my opinion, is DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, I see Sam in the same role. He, uh, what is he having? Four to five targets a game and at this point. Six seven. Six seven moving up. Four to five catches a game. My bad. Uh, I, f- I think of Josh Gordon as a nice red zone threat, sort of sliding into DK's role. Not that DK's not worth owning still, but uh, definitely would cut into his value. 
And last but not least of our fantasy news, Joe Flacco put on the IR. He's done for the year. Don't even know who they're throwing in for that Broncos team at quarterback. Brandon Allen, I believe. It's Brandon Allen. Uh, whoever's playing the Broncos D this week, I believe it's the Browns. Don't know why they're not owned in some leagues. I picked them up in a couple. Would definitely be starting them against a rookie quarterback. Come on, who, dude, Philip Lindsay, man. Come on, dude, Philip Lindsay. Uh, well, I, I already think the Browns. Quick question for you: Where did Brandon Allen go to college? We loved playing this game. <sighs> Brandon Allen. It's. I feel like it's an SEC team. You're right in that. You're right there. May, maybe A and M. Nope. Give you one more guess, and then I'll. Ole Miss. Arkansas. I love guessing. Ah, oh, it is Arkansas. <sighs> it's all right, man. That's a good. I saw the other day on NBA TNT. They show a player to Charles Barkley, and he has to, to guess the team. <laughs> and it, they they always pick people that have moved teams from last year. So people like Solomon Hill. Uh, I can't even name the rest of them. Do you know who Solomon Hill plays for? Um, I watched this last night, and I could not tell you who he plays for. Well, let's Google it's the no. It's the Grizzlies. Yeah, no, I I couldn't. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> they pulled out Willie Green. <laughs> who's been on the show? Who's, who's now coaching for the? Yeah, he said, he said he coaches for the Clippers. Yeah, and Willie Green, like, if you're you a fan about? of NBA on TNT, has been the guy that they always put on who we play for. Yeah, and Charles never gets. And now he's a coach. the over under was set at one, and he did not. Get <laughs> he didn't a get a single soul. one. A single soul. <laughs> I think it was CJ Miles. He said it was the Pacers. <laughs> like, bro, that was three that years was a ago. While ago man. <laughs> All right, back to Joe Flacco. Do you think this impacts Cortland Sutton? No, negatively. Actually, yes, I do. Big time, actually. Big time. Joe Flacco, while he's not good, he's got a cannon. And he can throw to the receivers on the outside pretty decently well, I think. Mm -hmm. So I do think this detracts from Cortland I'm tempering my two-week, or maybe last week, top 12 evaluation of of Cortland Sutton going forward, but I don't think you have any reason to bench him. Well, I also think this signifies that the Broncos are, you know, not full in tank mode, but that's where they're headed. Because the Broncos are one of the worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion. With your Raiders shade over your... I don't know what you're talking about. Your Raiders Also bail. a terribly run franchise. John Elway is terrible. Man, he's trying to find his quarterback. Thursday night football. Let's talk about the breakout party for Kenyon Drake and Jimmy G. Jimmy G, four touchdowns. Tons of complaints about him getting carried by his defense and the rest of his team. He showed out and today. He sh- he and he played well. He did. And he said he called Aaron Andrews baby at the end of the day. <laughs> he really did. And let me just tell you, this man must be owned in all leagues. I'm just kidding. Uh, 28 of 37, 317 yards, four touchdowns. So you're, if you picked him up? Or you're, well, I was just saying because of the baby of comment. Oh, okay. So you got to own him. Kenyon Drake, 19 touches in his Cardinal debut, over 160 total yards and a touchdown. Chances are if you somehow started both of these guys, you're sitting pretty this week. Really? Sitting pretty. Although, long-term outlook, David Johnson's supposed to come back for next game, mm-hmm. significantly hurting Kenyon Drake's value. Can't drop him, though. you got to keep him because, in is, my opinion— Is DJ an injury—he's an injury risk at this yeah, point. Yeah, he is. You know, he had that one wrist injury that had him out for the whole year, and everybody's saying he's not an injury risk, it's just a one-time thing, and now it's looking like he's an injury risk. Well, and you also don't know— because the Cardinals said he was fine, they, he suited up and then didn't play. Yeah, that if they're like, I mean, oh, he was Kenyon, he was doing reps. Before if they the think Kenyon Drake can play, which he can, and David Johnson for some reason has any reason not to play, they might just hold him out. Like clearly, it's just the Dolphins where, are a terrible franchise. Excuse me, a terrible team. Dolphins or the Cardinals? Dolphins, because oh. Kenyon Drake didn't oh. score a single <laughs> touchdown, and on his first drive, he had a touchdown in like almost fifty yards. Yeah. It's and like, it's not because the 49ers defense they, is they bad. They did That's some comparison sure. of his first seven games, how many touches he had, and then his first yeah. game with Arizona, and it was a So do you try to move uptick. Kenyon Drake? If I'm an owner, I 100% am at this point. Definitely. I. If you can find someone that doesn't know that David Johnson's coming back, he thinks he's going to be the starter there, definitely try and move him. Um, other than that, Emmanuel Sanders showing that he's the receiver number one on the 49ers. 112 yards and a touchdown. George Kittle, who I said is going to be the number one tight end moving forward last week. Eight catches. Eight targets. Eight targets, six catches, 79 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he's injured practically every week. He's going to be fine again. The buy window on George Kittle's now gone. Well, he finally he's – been no, no, he's, he's, he's been known to score touchdowns that get called back from holdings, other penalties that happen away from the play. 
he finally put those to bed and just manhandled the, the Cardinals defense and got found a way into the end zone. So I agree with you. I do. I think I think he's the number one tight end going forward, honestly. Yeah. Even over Kelsey Ingram, Kittle. I don't even know how you can have Kelsey in the conversation anymore. At this point, I think it's Hooper, Kittle, and Waller. Yeah, I, even, I literally forgot Hooper. I can't even I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. Austin Hooper is a man. He really is. Man scores touchdowns. Let's get back to the San Francisco backfield. Tevin Coleman flops last night after his four-touchdown day, and Matt Breida found room to run. Coleman had 14 touches for a combined 36 yards. Breida, 17 touches for a combined 92 yards. Do you see this seesaw happening week to week? Who do you trust more? Like, What do you make of this backfield? I think they're both startable every week, and you just kind of have to roll the dice on it. I'm with you on that. I mean, each week they both are getting over 10 carries. Yeah, the upside already is, worth it. The, the, the upside is there for both of them to just have that game yeah. when they go off. I, I mean, Tevin gonna... Coleman, he had a touchdown called back by a George Kittle hold Come on, on a Kittle. play that he was probably going to score either way. So, I mean, you look at that, and it's not as much of a dud if, if you get that 10-yard run or whatever it is. Matt Breida, he, he can just flat-out play. They're both really good running backs. They both are. They, it's a great formula for the 49ers. Yeah. With their good offensive line, a quality quarterback, two great running backs. Even their backups to them, Mostert and Wilson Jr., are both serviceable. I mean, they put Mostert in at the goal line on that fourth and goal yeah, or third and goal right before the half. I mean, they, I mean, they believe in him. They trust him. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, Kyler. Arizona's receiving corpse, they've kind of fallen off. I remember a few weeks ago, I was praising the duo of Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. They were both getting eight to ten targets a game, getting fed the ball. Yeah, injury for Kirk obviously has been the reason why he's fallen off, but production's fallen off for Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, what do you what do you do with those two guys? Going I mean, forward? Kirk, I, I'm I've got full confidence in Kirk going forward. I think it's just part of the 49ers defense. I'm, I don't know what it is. They they ran the whole offense through Kenyon Drake though today. I I, don't know, I could be wrong. Larry, I I would not be starting in any situations at this point. He's just not getting enough. He's not getting enough targets, and that's even with Christian Kirk being out the past few weeks. He wasn't, still wasn't getting enough targets. Now with him back, that's just going to keep detracting. It's wild because the first three weeks he was getting like eight to ten catches a game. Yeah. And then for some reason when Kirk went down, I guess all the attention went they, back They to have him. a lot of – I don't know. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of in, like inconsistency and ebbs and flows each yeah. game for the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, Kyler, though, he, he has the weapons around him. Didn't play all that well yesterday, partly due to just the 49ers defense being good. Uh, was boosted by that 88-yard touchdown to Andy Isabella. Where'd he go to college? I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him coming out of college. Let's find out. He went to Arizona. Wait, no. Massachusetts. Yeah, all, all right. right. I don't think either of us. Moving on. <sighs> How'd you do last week in your leagues? I don't know. Just one. I mean, I beat my uh, my good friend Brandon, thanks to the United Steelworkers, the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, defense. More on that in a second. Really, really enjoyed watching that. Uh, other than that, that's all that really matters. I think I lost in most of my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> you got the one dumb. Yeah, I got the one. The dumb. one I mean, the, the week before I won all my other leagues and then lost in that league. So well, it's crazy because let's let's, let's hear it, Michael. Let's hear it. What do you want to say? I had a decent weekend. Yeah, I went five and zero. Oh. oh yeah. We'll start with the league that he beat Brandon in. Down 31 going into Sunday Night Football. And I own the former UTEP minor, Aaron Jones, Jeez. who scores early, seems to have a second touchdown. It's called that. Somehow steps out when there's no one around Somehow. him. Somehow. Well, he did, yeah. But yeah. there's no one around him. He could have stayed inbound. So then I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's probably still not going to happen. And then he has this 75-whatever-yard touchdown. Comes all the way back. I wound up winning against number two team. It was a big win for me. The I'd number say. two team. I'd say. Shout out really Tyler Gannon. But that's not what I really want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? If you're a fan of true underdog stories, you're going to love this. Let's hear it. During the kickoff episode, you you might remember. I know you remember our audience. I was here. Remember. I remember it all. Noah had Jared and I, I read aloud our rosters in the Keeper League that all three of us are in. He laughed at us. Then Noah read the keeper his. league that I won last year. Jared won, completely fell off. That was kind of the narrative. Jared's team was bad. My team was bad. Yep. Noah then read his team and acknowledged how he had built this dominant team that would rival the other dominant team in the league, seemingly for the championship, while basically dismissing our teams, right? Mm -hmm. Well, heading into week eight, my abysmal team, in quotes, yep. was five and two with a better record or more points scored than mm. Noah, who was four and three. 
and happened to be my week eight opponent. A wow. matchup I was looking forward to dearly. Wow. And let, let us know what happened. Well, well, first off, I just want to hear, can you tell me your receiving core? My receiving core. Because Noah was, he was having a field day with your team. When he said that my team was bad. Yeah. Let's, let's hear your team. Michael Thomas. Ooh, he's amazing. Who's great as the second best receiver this year. Yeah. PPF. Pretty PFF. much one of the best receivers. Chris Godwin was actually great as the best receiver by PFF yeah, this yeah. year. That's two, that's two of them. Though. Allen Robinson. He's back from the dead. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a good there's, week last there's, week. There's DK Metcalf on the bench. There's a decent yeah. wide receiver. And now you have Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake. Who's your QB? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Anyway, Watson. so we get into Sunday. I am going back and forth during the week, thinking Kamara is going to play, of whether I should play Latavius Murray with Kamara playing or Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. I decided to just put Ronald Jones in my roster lineup, knowing that I'll wake up Sunday and see whether yeah. Kamara's playing or not, switch Latavius You're terrible in. at that. For some reason, didn't wake up in time. We don't have the to get into specifics. The game started at noon, I woke including up at a Jags game. Latavius Murray left on my bench. Yeah. So I'm immediately Tragic. immediately think it's over. Yeah. He winds up scoring 25 more points than Ronald Jones. Anyways, uh, his team, after Mike Evans gets whatever, 40-burger, Yeah. Dalvin Cook gets like 25 on Thursday Night Football. He's up like 60 going into the afternoon games. And then yeah. one Tevin Coleman. Oh, man. And one Deshaun Watson. Oh. With their what he had, a, Tevin had a four touchdown was like 30 game. or like 28 or something. They Tevin cut the like lead going into Monday Night Football down to like 35. Yeah. And I'm relying on the Miami Dolphins because I own Juju Smith-Schuster, receiver for the Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers defense. Wow, you planned ahead. And the Steelers kick. took our waiver wire advice. I had my dude of the week. Juju. In uh, Juju. Yep. Their defense and their wow. kicker. And let's just And say, let me know what happened. What after happened? a first half in which the Dolphins had their first double-digit lead all year. They scored two touchdowns in the first half, mainly because Mason Rudolph threw a pick and they got the ball at like the 15-yard line. Yeah. Steelers' defense was reeling. Juju didn't do anything. Yeah. They explode in the second half. They score like 42 combined points. And David took down Goliath. Wow. And I it's know amazing. Noah's probably really upset. He is. He's typing furiously And I apologize. Doc. No, you'll get your time next week to say everything you're saying. But I really needed that. You did. Now 6-2. and two. Six and two in the league you thought you were throwing. Relatively comfortable. A league you kept Kenyon Drake in. In terms of playoffs. And now can potentially position myself to, to make a little bit of money on that. Oh, hello. We'll see. Noah's left at four and four with DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Dalvin Cook, Philip Lindsay. Oh, the Lindsay. list goes on and on. Oh, yeah, he has Russell Carson Wilson. Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. Miles, I mean, his team's loaded. His team's loaded. It's, it's about the size of the It's about the size, the size of, the, of the, dog the dog in the fight. No, that's not, not it. Not the fight in the oh, you Yeah, like, you, you said, said it the wrong way. You know what it is. Great week last week for me, I'd say. You, and you, you not say? to toot my horn a little bit more, we'll do a little bit of dude dud review. The lone of noteworthy being Juju Smith Schuster, my dude, goes off for five catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. We can get into Juju right now. Do you do you think this is sign of things to come, or do you think it's the Dolphins' defense and he's not this valuable? I think it's the Dolphins. I agree. I think I'd be. Selling. I think Mason Rudolph is terrible. I'd still be selling Juju, and trying to salvage. Now that being said, him. we'll get into that of one guy I like with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Oh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Stay I'm tuned, folks. Excited to hear. If that. you haven't followed us at Dudes Football, send us your questions on Twitter. We'd be happy to answer them at the end of the show. A little bit of yay or nay for you. Oh, let's hear it. I'll do a couple. You do a couple. Right. Lamar Jackson fails to reach 17 fantasy points this week against New England. No, he gets more than 17. I agree wholeheartedly. And it's amazing because... This is another game for Lamar Jackson. He's projected or ranked like eighth out of quarterbacks this week. It's a tragedy. Other than he had an 11-point clunker against Pittsburgh, he's had at least 20 every week. Mm-hmm. I think the man's goes, a stud. I think he goes for 20 points. He's the number one quarterback going forward. For this me. one I'm looking forward to asking. Gardner Minshew represents a must-start this week. Against the paltry Texans defense. What do you? Oh, a must start. Like if you fantasy. have, other than if you have Deshaun Watson or others. Yeah, I see him as a top ten QB this week. And but by top ten, I mean like I'd put him around like eight, maybe. Would you start him over a? I don't even know Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's on by. Never mind. Then yes, like an Aaron Rodgers. Who the Who do the Packers play? The Chargers. No. Okay. Definitely not. How right. many fantasy points do you think Gardner goes for? 19. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> you like that answer? I do. 
Philip Rivers versus Green Bay or Carson Wentz versus Chicago? I was asked Neither. a question in one of my classes, and I really you sh- you didn't say know how to you answer. You got to pick up someone. Else. And I said, you, if I had to start someone, I'd start Carson Wentz. People at this point, Philip Rivers is droppable in in all leagues. You streaming quarterbacks is better than playing Philip Rivers. But week. given that Jimmy G's already played, other streaming options yeah. might not be there. Not playing good teams. Who do you start out of these two? I'm going Carson Wentz. I'll go Carson Wentz too. Yeah, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Me too. I was like. Definitely not Carson Wentz. And I was like, Philip Rivers, uh, I've been banking on the Chargers turning it around, and they just haven't. They haven't. They don't look good at all. Their it's defense bad. is terrible. It's really bad. Michael And they're off. their O-line's terrible now, too. That's all hurt. It's Michael Thomas finishes as the top wide receiver in half PPR at the end of the year. I'm going to go yes. I'm going to say a resounding yes as well, even though the field is massive. Mm-hmm. I think he's got like a 10-point advantage over Cooper Cup, or Jeez. either Cup or Godwin there. Yeah. I'm still going to go yes. Leonard Fournette stays healthy, finishes as a top six back. This is just the inner optimistic jag in me. Just asking this question. I'm going to hear what you have to say first. I'm going to say no. Too many variables at play for him to finish top six. I'm going to say yes. And the only reason is, if he stays healthy, he's definitely going to score more than one touchdown over an eight-week span. I would hope so. And he's been the sixth best running back with one touchdown. You rival that with Aaron Jones, who has like 11 on the year. (laughs) I think it's just insane. I mean, He's yeah. got to score. But part of that Did is you see Jags that video fan. of him every time he gets tackled, he, he starts laughs. laughing. He laughs. It's funny. What the heck? The Jags have been very bad at executing He's in the red be zone. laughing when LSU in beats Alabama of, this week. In Tuscaloosa. next week, but that's next okay. Darren Fells. Yeah. No. Darren, Darren Fells finishes as a top eight tight end. He's currently the eighth highest tight end. He's above Hunter Henry, but he's literally locked in with like Zach Ertz and others. See, right there. there's he's averaging the most targets per game among tight ends. Eight targets per game. Because the, the Texans do those like little RPOs yeah, where they, they roll, where they roll Deshaun fight. out and they chunk yeah, it two it yards to the tight end. Man's got hands as well, as he's, you saw last week. He's pretty good. Ah, that's a fat rip for my Raiders. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. Tight end's so variable. I'm going to no. yeah, it's, it's incredibly touchdown dependent. Yeah. Some waiver wire watches that I have this week, guys that I would be picking up. Number one, Jonu Smith. Delaney Walker is ruled out of the week. I think Jonu Smith's in for a massive week. Get more on that later. Deontay Johnson with Mason Rudolph as his QB. He's done well in all three games that Rudolph has played. So here's Over the 10 guy, fantasy huh? Points. Here's your guy. Here's my guy. Over 10 fantasy points in all three games Mason Rudolph's played. Yes, one of them was the Dolphins. We'll have to see what happens this week, but I like him. Danny Amendola, eight catches the last two weeks. Eight catches each game. Playing the Raiders this week, it has to be... A shootout this week, I feel like. Both defenses oh, are just not one. good. I was thinking about putting him So, Dami Amendola, nice little play, I'm gonna especially give a, in PPR. I'm going to give a name that I think should be owned but might not be owned because he has absolutely zero name value. Auden Tate. Ooh. If he's not owned, I think you should get him. Even with A.J. Green coming back, I think someone's got to emerge as that safety blanket for Ryan Finley. And he had 13 targets in Week 8. Obviously, a, mm. a different quarterback going in, but he's really talented. And I he think – I think the Bengals can somehow support a couple receivers, and maybe even if A.J. Green comes back, because Zach Taylor loves throwing the ball. Even yeah. with Andy Dalton as his quarterback, he would not run Joe Mixon. So keep a lookout for Auden Tate. If he's not owned, I'd go grab him. Mm-hmm. Let's move into America's favorite oh, segment gosh. of the week, the Michael's. Michael's favorite Michael segment Michael Dixon of the week. minute of the week. We can keep this one short because he was very clinical last week. Four punts for a total of 199 yards. You do that quick math. Almost 50 yards a punt. Ooh, that was, did you do that quick math very beforehand quick. or on the spot? Carry the one, you know, do a little long division there. Three of them, 75%. That was also quick math. Inside the 20. Yeah. Just an absolute unit. A unit. Doing absolute unit things. In a, a week unit. in which Texas lost their starting punter mm-hmm. to a broken clavicle. Mm-hmm. I could not miss Michael Dixon more. Such a game changer. Game changer. What else? That's all I got. I don't know if I hit a minute, but that's all I got for you on that. That's amazing. Did you like it? Eh. I'm not a, I'm not a big special teams guy. Not like the Coracle is a big special teams guy. Also, last week, a little tidbit. Uh, the Coracle, information by me given to him, but he said it, not me, was that Brett Maher's hit uh, th- three 60-plus yarders last game. It's actually his career, not in a single game. So if anybody was a little curious about that, 
There's your answer. Moving on, though, to trade targets. Michael, who are you targeting? Give you trade? a little teaser. I want to. I want to hear a non-biased trade target. Who well, do you have? There's. I got. I got two of them here. One might be biased, but I don't think so. Oh, let's hear it. Well, I guess I have three here total, but well, let's hear it. Two players I am buying, and they have been breakout studs this year. DJ Chark Jr. Oh boy. He is the fourth highest scoring receiver in half PPR. Currently point three points higher than Mike Evans. But I think it's for this reason. His second half of the season schedule, and not just second half of the season schedule, but his playoff schedule is a potential win your season win your league type of schedule. His last two weeks, so week sixteen. 15 and 16, so yeah. potentially your semis and final, plays the Oakland defense and the Falcons defense, who are the sixth most generous and fourth most generous teams yeah, to receive. We'll see, we'll see when Daryl Worley's coming. He had 12 or 13 targets last week. Gardner keeps just feeding him. Yeah. Loves well, to D. throw D. Westbrook pretty ball. Was also DJ out. Chark runs great routes. D.D. Westbrook was out. I like, I like both of those pass catchers, and I think you can Chris get Conley? him at, I, I think you can get him at wide, I think you get him at less than wide receiver one value and or even, yeah, definitely. And, and he's someone that I think could be a wide receiver one going forward. He, he's probably going to have a very good game against Houston. But then there's a bye Everybody's week that you could to. potentially go grab him if that owner might not be doing so well and can't afford to roster him during the bye. I'd go get him. And I think he's a game changer. And the second one here, scary Terry McLaurin. He's been the 18th highest scoring receiver in, in, in half PPR, wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. And the, the reason here is that he plays the Bills this week and has a bye next week. So he's more than likely not going to have that great of a game this week, and then he's going to have a bye. He's going to be sitting on someone's roster, and I think you can just pluck him for, for very good value. He then goes and plays the Jets, the Lions, and the Panthers, who have been susceptible and below average or good for a receiver in terms of receiver points. And then in weeks 15 and 16, the Eagles and Giants, who have been the best for receivers to play and the third best for a receiver to play. And I think the next two weeks is your bye window. If he doesn't perform very well on on Sunday against Buffalo, and then he has a bye, I'd go get Scary Terry. I love it. And one that I am selling mm-hmm. is Stephon Diggs. Why? Not because Adam Thielen is coming back, but because partly his, because it is though. partly because of that. But I, I wouldn't even really go that far. It's that he has a very tough end of season schedule, and I think if I were to give you a tip right now, as you're picking up on a lot of things I'm saying, is this is the point in time in which you probably know whether you're making the playoffs or you're in a playoff push. If you're probably going to make the playoffs, you need to get players who have very good schedules going forward and get players off your teams that have unfavorable schedules in the playoffs. The thing is, who is buying? What what value are people buying Stephon Diggs at? I mean, Stephon Diggs has been a, a top 20 receiver. I know he's been a top 20 receiver, but he's what value are you getting from he, him? Who, he has more fantasy points than Keenan Allen, who had a 40 Well, DJ Jark has also been a, one a point, one point less than one. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I'm, but also, I don't think Stephon Diggs. Will I think be he's good a enough. startable receiver in the playoffs. What? He plays the Chargers, Chargers, Packers, and the Bears. What's wrong with the Chargers? They've been good against the pass. They played the Bears last week, and they've been everybody's good, against, good against the pass against the Bears. It's been eight weeks. You can't just say, "Oh, they played one bad team one week." I, I think know. Stephon Diggs won't return that much value in the playoffs. Wow, and That's I think big. And I think you should especially if Casey Hayward is not covering Stephon Diggs, he more than likely will be. Why wouldn't he be on Thielen? Thielen's more than likely to be in the slot. He could cover the slot. Whatever. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, get him off your team. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't sell him unless you're getting borderline wide receiver two value or running back two value. What's great is he plays the Chiefs this week. Yeah, probably <laughs> sell him after off. this week. So there's your window to sell I. All right, let's go into our dudes of the week. My dude, guy I talked about earlier, Jonu Smith, had a massive game last week with Delaney Walker out. Had a big game the week before with Delaney Walker also out. He's Delaney Walker's already been rolled out for this week. Uh, I love him moving forward. It sort of as that safety blanket for Ryan Tannehill. Also a good red zone threat. Who do you have, Michael? Let's stick in the tight end theme here. Mm-hmm. A player... That's a big name value who's been like the been seventh a dud. highest tight He's end. been a dud. I'm going Zach Ertz against the Mighty Bears. There's no way around it. He's been a dud this year. And I think I just 
What if Dallas Goddard catches a touchdown next week? I just don't think Dallas Goddard's better than Zach Ertz. He's not, but... And I don't think the Eagles can play well without featuring Zach Ertz and giving him the ball. Maybe that's being why that the security Eagles blanket are bad. for Carson Wentz. I mean, the Eagles blew and out the NFC Bills last good, week, and they didn't good do division. It's a great division. In my it's opinion. a fantastic division. I think it's probably the best division in, in football. I think Zach Ertz gets back on track. I mean, the last last three weeks, I think he's had like six points, five yeah. points, and four points. Like it's it's been bad. I will tell you though, Noah Noah just put his dud of the week in. He actually put Matthew Stafford in. <laughs> he's doing that of his own team. Lions against the Raiders. Stout defense. Matthew Stafford, Noah's dud of the week. I don't know. I don't know, Noah. That's a risky pick, but I like it. Moving on to my dud of the week, it's the Kansas City backfield. All of the players in it. LaShawn McCoy, fumble problems. He can't hold his he can't hold the ball for some reason. Like a real football player. He holds it like a loaf of bread. I don't get it. Damian Williams all over the place. Daryl Williams somehow gets in the game. He's not bad either. But there, there's just too many variables here. You can't start any of them. Who do you have? Interesting. I'm going Jameis Winston, who is currently ranked higher than Lamar Jackson this week in terms of in fan for ESPN. I just I will say if you look at if you look at his fantasy production though, it's been good this year. It has been good. You can't beat around the bush. My whole my thing here is that, but in terms of fantasy, he gets points. I think the reason why I'm calling him a dud is because he's being ranked ahead of someone like Lamar Jackson. I don't think he comes close to Lamar Jackson's point total. I like it. And also... Noah's actual dude of the week, though, is Matthew Stafford. Go off against the Raiders. And his dud of the week is OBJ. Same guy I picked last week. He's saying he's going to score less points than he did against Stephon Gilmore. I disagree. We will see, though. Moving on to America's favorite segment. Second favorite. Second favorite to some. Favorite to some. Mainly because I'm in the lead. It is jamming. Wait, is Noah in the lead now? No. Okay. Let me give Go you the standings. standings. It has tightened. Jared had 14 and 10. Noah has come all the way back from an 0 and 6 start to be, be in second at 13 and 11, and I am 12 and 12. So we are all one game apart from each other. The guest, a paltry 9 and 15. Mm. Let's go in some rosters. Noah. That's twice we've used that word. I know. Like, it you've, is. You've, that's I word. consciously thought about that. Did you? Of like, wow, we've I used, used that for the second time. Yeah. Great vocab. Noah's got Kirk Cousins, the Lion Crusher. At quarterback. For some reason, he has nicknames for all these guys, so I'll read them off yeah, to you. Yeah, that's weird. Derrick Henry is his RB1. Hate that, Hate guy. that guy. You can't pick Jalen Samuels. Cannot pick Jalen Samuels as your RB2 because if James Conner doesn't play, yeah, he's we, probably going to be a top 10 running back. We've so already, we'll we've get already, back to that Yeah, we'll RB2. get back to on that one. Though. Wide receiver one, DJ Chark. What a guy. Shout out Mike's costume. We'll post a picture to the Twitter later. And wide receiver two, John Brown. Someone picked John Brown. <laughs> Again. And his tight end, the Hawk. The Hawk. I almost picked him. Who you got? I got Derek Carr as my QB. This Lions secondary is terrible. He's going to go off against them. Marlon Mack is my RB1. Sonny Michelle as my RB2. little PlayStation action in there. Keenan Allen, my wide receiver one. Michael Gallup, my wide receiver two. And Jonu Smith. My tight end. The dude of the A lot week. of similarities here. Michael didn't pick up on. I put PlayStation as my guy. He didn't pick up on who it was. I didn't hear also who you, yeah. who you said. He still doesn't know, even though I've already said it. It's Sony Michelle. Sony, oh. PlayStation. Wow. I thought it was obvious. That's pretty good. You should Big Xbox guy. You should fill in for no on. You a big Microsoft you guy. Fill, fill in for no on improv tonight. You should you should fill in by filling in your lineup and saying it out loud. Derek Carr. Ooh, good pick. Against the mighty lions. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Philip Lindsay and Mark Walton as my two running backs. I'm going a little bold here. Had to thought. shake things up to get get back on top. DJ Chark, YRC one. How is he eleventh in the rankings? I don't know. Michael Gallup and Johnu Smith as well. And this week is the return of the coin. The coin. I almost wish we had a Brandon. Shout out Brandon. He's probably listening and critiquing. Yeah. Roster to put him up against the coin again, but we just got the coin. At quarterback, Sam, I'm seeing Ghost Darnold. <laughs> At running back, we got James White and all day. Noah Ooh. probably still doesn't know who that is. Doesn't he? Doesn't I asked two wide at the wide receiver spots? We got Tyrell. Some good picks right here. And Dee Westbrook. Oh, some good picks. Some good, a good Raider and there a good go. Jag. There we go. And, and a we tight end, a pretty bad pick here. A tight end and Jason. Wood. I actually do like Jason Witten as a nice streamer this week. Interesting. 
Okay, couple shout outs. Always, thank you to AJ for the mic. He got us. He, AJ's the reason why he's we're the here. reason we're here. He's the reason we've moved he's up this it. far in life. I have two mics on me at this point. That's and it's all because of AJ. The five one nine. Thanks for always listening, guys. Gardner Minshew in in studio today, recreated in the form of Michael Smith, Michelle and Harmon. Thank you for raising Gardner Minshew. Who else? We got the five one nine. Oh, big shout out to Noah Opsfeld. Thank you, buddy. Hope you you're feeling better. Get better, man. Don't scare All right. like that. Now for the outro. Let's let's move into some other topics that aren't related to football. We don't have to talk about. I know Brandon one. hates when we don't talk about fantasy football, but we're gonna do it. Mavs and Lakers, Ooh. big matchup tonight on ESPN. So I am currently wearing a Mavericks shirt. And so you're Mavs as fan, a right? jinx, though, because I didn't know they were playing the Lakers today. The Lakers are taking this game in Dallas. LeBron and AD, how can you not pick Matchup them? of three and one teams. Kyle Kuzma making Mavs his prevail. debut. He's going to play like 20, 15 to 20 playing minutes. Playing 20 minutes. I heard 15 to Off 20. Off the bench. 15 to 20. Better than what they had before. I wish he was good. Sure, dude. Yeah. Who do you have? It's easy. Who, oh, yeah? Who's the Mavs. It? All right, that's cute. Live looking at the La Liga table. First in La Liga, Barcelona. FC Barcelona. Top three, second, we got Real Madrid coming close. Third, Granada. I don't, I don't understand. That's the, the top three. I, I know all of our here. fans are some stout. That's the second time I've used that back word. Back to football. Stout Bar- well, that is football. Don't forget, back stout to Barcelona. American football, the non-real football here that we talk about every <laughs> week. playing in London, too. Don't forget about the 8.30 Central time start Sunday. If you own a Texan or you own a Jag, get your lineup set your Saturday lineup set. night. Make sure you bed, take all those players out Set that out alarm for 8.15, wake up, and you got football all day. Oh my God! I can't all play. day. Shout AD? out to Adrian Peterson. Also, yeah. shout out for all the like adults out there. I didn't know about this until like a day ago. We fall back <laughs> this weekend in terms of time. So oh, we're really getting into it. So how you was know, your Halloween, guys? Set back your set back your clocks. Halloween up, was up next. We got the Love Doctor. What are we talking about today? What do we got today? Um, songs to get intimate to. Ooh. Oh, s- songs, songs to get, to get intimate, intimate to. I stay tuned. It's wow, big. This is that's big. gonna be. And we're ending at a decent time. That's going to be big. Well, this has been another episode of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. It's November somehow. No shave November. Stay safe out there. Can't shave it all, all week or all month now.